and now it is recording. Okay, like, this it. is this is I can still chop it out, but like it's now we're going. Um, uh, who are you? My my name is Micah Jewel. Okay, all right. Uh, welcome, Micah. Um, either way, we'll just wait. Um, uh, you ride road bike and mountain bike. This is correct. Yes. Okay. No gravel bike. I do have a gravel bike. Um, okay. That's that's new to me. Really? How new? Um, months. This past fall. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll call it months. Um, is there a preference? You got a right? Is there a preference of bikes you like to ride on? I would probably say my mountain bike. Really? Yeah. Okay. Especially like going out into the mountains and getting like some cool views, and okay. then there's always something different. You could ride the same trail once a week and there's still something different because mm-hmm. nature and erosion is just that's true that's true that's true that wouldn't be the case if you're riding on a you know a paved road it's that same paved road kind of thing it's exactly. a little bit different when you're out there in the woods dodging roots and trees um um uh so let's go with how did you start get started like bike riding like what where where yeah Riding you do now. Let's go with that. The riding I do now. Yeah. So, it honestly started because of my parents. Um, okay. Uh, once Blueberry Hill came out and like people started talking about it at Pocahontas. Okay. It was everybody was talking about how it's this trail that's like a roller coaster. Okay. And I was just like, I want to try that. So uh, we got some like really cheap bikes. I got a, like a thirty dollar bike from Goodwill. Okay. Wow. Okay. Actually, it was thirty five dollars, and I sold it for. It was thirty dollars, and I sold it for thirty-five dollars. Yep. Okay, Marco, hustler. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I rode I rode Pocahontas on that for like maybe a month. Okay. And uh, upgraded from there, and just never stopped. Okay. So mountain biking first. Mountain, mountain biking, biking first. first. Yep. Okay. Um, when did you get a road bike? So it's probably in 2017 or 2018. 2018 probably. Okay. Um, my boss just kept bringing up it's a good way of cross training and mm-hmm. kind of focusing on cadence more and eventually I was like alright I'll try it so okay. I, I had done a couple road rides okay. and I, I finally kind of bit the bullet okay I mean I guess you, the answer is like clearly mountain biking for the same distance is harder yes um, okay um Okay, so you got the you got a road bike, twenty eighteen mm-hmm. mountain biking. Um, like, so what was your progression? You started you started mountain biking in 2017? twenty seventeen. Twenty. I probably started mountain biking in like twenty sixteen. Okay, and this was like just like I'm just riding around doing Pocahontas. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Um, when did it? At some point. So it sounds like in twenty eighteen you were doing some kind of training some point 2018 i started trying to ride more consistently and okay. i think i even did some races okay i might have been like two or three and you just like so you had you just like signed up for a race or like what where did it go from like i'm just riding to like i want to compete so i ha- i had some friends at the shop that were gonna do uh monster cross actually monster cross was my first race okay and I was I, I wanted to just give it a shot. It sounded mm-hmm. cool. They said there's gonna be a whole bunch of people there mm-hmm. and I wanted to just see what I could do. 
Yeah. You know, 18 year old me was just like, oh, I bet I could go out there and crush all those people. And that was not the case at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, I started with that. And then after that, I, I was hurting afterwards, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. So I was like, I want to, I want to give this a shot. Um, you did the 25 lap? For yes. The race? Okay. Um, had you done, had you done 25 by the time you raced? Had you done that this that far where you weren't, your, your, your time of racing wasn't like the. We had pre-written the course. Okay. Mine is like, you know, the parts that you can't ride until the day of the race. Okay. But yeah. um, we had pre-written the course like once or twice before that. So. Okay. So you were, you were familiar with the terrain. You, you'd done roughly close to the distance. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so you did that race. How'd you feel like during that, that first of that race, man? Um, if you can recall. I was cold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very cold. Yeah. I actually, so... I was really excited and I was like, I was being really, I wasn't going all out like the whole time. Okay. You know how those races, mm-hmm. you get out there and you're like, you feel like you're dying the whole time. Um, yeah. So originally they wanted to be, they wanted me to be this thing they call the badass bandit. Okay. And we had a pair of, <laughs> we had a pair of shorts that were striped and then on the butt it had a butt. So I did all of Monster Cross in that. And the rule was anybody that high-fived the bare-ass bandit during the ride got a free tune-up. <laughs> the first three people to do it. So <laughs> I did the whole ride. There's probably a picture of me somewhere just like laying on the ground in these in this, butt this. shorts. But... Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was a... <laughs> it was a cool experience. So okay. I was I was dog-tired at the end. Yeah. And uh, I actually raced with the juniors, and I thought, man, I'm going to crush these kids. And again, I was like, I was probably like fourth place out of all these kids, and I was like, there's two girls that beat me. Two girls that were like three years younger than me, three or four years younger than me, and I was just like, I was humbled. Yeah, yeah. You know, there there's always somebody faster, and you don't know who's going to show up for these races, man. Exactly. Um, okay, wait. Um when did you start working at, at Molly's? Um, that would be 2017 as well. Okay. So uh, after I had started like mountain biking more consistently, yeah. Uh, one of my friends was like, "You should really figure out how to learn on your, learn how to work on your bike." Mm-hmm. And so he had been like a really loyal customer of Molly's, and he was like, "You should just go in and see if you can work there, yeah. or if maybe they'll just teach you." Yeah. So uh, we went in and. I can't say I asked. My mom asked. <laughs> but job, job. we asked and uh, they were like, we can't hire you right now. Okay. But if you want to come in and learn, you can. Okay. And then within like a couple weeks, mm-hmm. if that, I had already known how to use the register. Okay. And they were like, can you work Saturday afternoons? And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nice. never filled out an application. <laughs> See, um, that's that's all you you got it, and you've been working there since then, right? Okay, mm-hmm. nice. Um, going on five years. That's that's good job stability, man. Put that on the resume. It's not even a joke there. Absolutely on the resume. Um, favorite thing of working at the bike shop. 
few favorite things. Let's go with three. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll put you down with one. Um, number one is gonna be people. Okay. Like, like my boss and my coworkers, we're we're all like friends and family, pretty much. You know, so we joke around with each other. We'll we'll do stuff together sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, it's just. It doesn't feel like that cold work environment, you know. Like okay. that's that's my favorite part of it. Okay. Um, we'll joke around and stuff like like we've done pranks on each other and all sorts of things, you know. Awesome. Um, and then it's just it's cool as someone who likes the sport to just you get to see different kinds of bikes every day, mm-hmm. you know, the most expensive bikes or interesting yeah. bikes even like yeah. you know. Last year we had a like a ten foot tall unicycle come in. Really? Yeah. And I had no idea how this dude was about to get on this unicycle, and he showed us. Yeah. I did, I was I was baffled, <laughs> to say the least. Um, yeah, I can't think of the logistics without like a wall nearby. He like he he got one foot on, and then yeah. he just like climbed it like a monkey, like a spider monkey. And then just it was it balancing. Okay. And it was just balancing up there. Like, I, w- I would be dead if I tried that. Yeah. Um, I saw unicycles at um, my first mountain bike unicycles at Monster Cross. Right. Um, so one of those guys actually did a mountain bike race on mm-hmm. on one of those unicycles. And it was like a really rooty, like, yeah, pretty tough course. It seems real impractical. But I understand. I can I can see the appeal. Like you're just committed to it. <laughs> like it's a commitment to like I am gonna. I am definitely gonna unicycle. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna do a bike race. I'm gonna ride through Pocahontas on this thing. Um. Um. Okay. So um, least favorite thing. Working in a bike shop. If there's anything. Walmart bikes. Walmart bikes all the way. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So like, oh, you know what. This this can be a PSA actually. Okay. If you have a Roadmaster, <laughs> it has been sitting in your shed for more than a year. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll give it three years. We'll give it three years. You can buy a new bike. <laughs> just <laughs> buy a new bike. <laughs> just I get all these Roadmasters. They come in. And it's like I think it just needs tubes, and I'm like, this thing wasn't even built right the first time. Oh. And you end up spending an hour on. Trying to get this bike to work how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Spider webs all over the bike. It's, it's oh, so much fun. Oh, man. It's lovely. Um, you know, occasionally I encounter people who are occasional riders. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I'll, I'll meet them and I'm like, oh, yeah, where do you keep your bike? Oh, it's in the shed, you know? I don't even mind. You know what? I don't mind the shed if okay. it's a good shed. Like, you know, it's like somewhat yeah, protected. Yeah. Yeah. I've had bikes come in from like a barn. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. I had a bike where there were ants coming out of the frame. Oh, no. Um, Earwigs. No, no. That seems, you know, but it, it, people's riding experience is different. Their their level of commitment and to, is to it is, is very different. This is true. Um, you know, I, I believe that we have a different um, con- level of concern for our bicycles. Yes. You know? Um, I've got a room that has a bike in it and I'm like, I should just make the room for bicycles, um, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I hope we, we encourage everyone to ride. Oh yeah. Oh right? yeah. That um, said, I mean, I, do, I have nothing against owning yeah. a Walmart bike. Right. Right. I right. just take care of it. And mm-hmm. then 
uh, a lot of times I've even people will come into the shop and being in the area we are, mm-hmm. we get a lot of people looking for a two hundred dollar bike, hundred fifty dollar bike, and I don't I don't have that. Yeah. So yeah. I'll recommend to them you can go to Walmart or Target. Mm-hmm. Just bring it back. There's no charge. Just yeah. bring it back. Let yeah. us run through it and make yeah. sure they built it right. Oh, because awesome. we want okay. it to be safe. Yeah. And we want it to be functioning. Like okay. Otherwise, they're not going to enjoy riding at all. Right. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Things aren't working. The brakes aren't working. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I will, I will keep that in mind. I actually talked to some other people about, um, cycling and they asked like, what were the recommendations about going to get a bike? And I was like, you know, check out your local bike shop Oh yeah, kind of thing. Um, but I will keep that in mind. If you get a Walmart bike, just get it checked out and have it checked out. Yeah. I will keep that in mind when someone asks. The guys that build them only get like a three hour class on how to build bikes and then. Okay. They right, just get yeah. sent out there and they get paid per bike. So it's like, they're just going to kick it out right, as bad yeah. as they can and get on the get next them one. Done. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, bike shop. Um, let's see. Um, mountain biking, road biking. Um, what's your least favorite thing about mountain biking? If anything. Like, what's something you like? It's just part of the experience. Least and you don't actually. Enjoy, it's it's just it's just a rub. It's just a thing you're not you don't particularly enjoy. It's cool you love cycling, but I imagine it can't all be peaches and. This is true. Um, for one, I don't like that it's something that you normally have to plan a little, a little bit more. Like you mm-hmm. know, road biking, I can just throw my kid on and just ride the road, just yeah. hop on the road. But like mountain biking, I have to like do have my bottles. Mm-hmm. Do I have my computer? Hold up, let me get changed. Now I gotta drive to Pocahontas. Uh, yeah, right. Do right. I really want to ride the same trails all day? Mm-hmm. Which thankfully Pocahontas has so many right. awesome trails that I don't get bored too easily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, normally that and like if I want to go and have like a really amazing like mountain bike day, yeah, I have to drive like two and a half hours. But that that's probably like my least least favorite part of it. Okay. Um, you already talked about that it's something enjoyed about the mountain biking so you road bike um, least favorite part of road biking riding with Andre <laughs> he used, why he used to be slow ah okay and he then all of a sudden speed, yeah. his FTP got like way up here so unless we get to like unless we went and rode in the mountains right now this this guy is like killing me all day long yeah nah <laughs> I love riding with Andre. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I, I would say my least favorite part about road biking would probably mm-hmm. be headwind. Oh, okay. I hate headwind. Really? Yeah. It feels okay. like climbing, but you're on a flat. Like, yeah. I don't mind. I love climbing. Yeah. And I love flats. Don't mm-hmm. like give me a flat that feels like climbing. Good point. Yeah. You're not even getting the benefit of like a view at the top of it. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just flat road with just high winds. Exactly. Um, okay. Uh, most challenging cycling event? Um, or say that the, at the time it was the most challenging. Let's put it that way. Like, it was like, and in comparison, it still seems like it was the most challenging thing you've done. Yeah. That, I... I I got two. They're like they're kind sure. of tied with each other. We'll go with two. Okay. So like it's stuck in between my first tour to Pocahontas, 
Okay. Which is supposed to be like pretty much a single track sampler of all the trails of Pocahontas. Okay. And I, I, <laughs> again, this was like a kind of cocky thing of me. I, I did Monster Cross that year. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first year I did Monster Cross. And I thought, oh, I did all this training for Monster Cross. I'm good. And I didn't ride for like three weeks. Prior to? Prior to Tour de Pocahontas. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then Tour de Pocahontas comes around. And it's supposed to be like 30-some miles of yeah. mountain bike trails. And within like the first half, I bonked. I was yeah. done. There was nothing. I cramped. I bonked. Both legs locked up within the first. Ooh. And my boss actually drove to like uh, the courthouse parking lot mm-hmm. at Pocahontas and brought me a Powerade, a pickle, <laughs> and some uh, amp lotion. <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. And because even if you bonk and yeah. you cramp and you get back on the bike and you recover from that, yeah. all still your power not, is yeah, gone. Yeah, you're still not saying. So then I, I, I finished the race on that and that was just like I was like, Yeah, okay. I'm never I'm never going to race without training again. So um now you know. It's stuck between that mm-hmm. and the SM one hundred. So SM100 is 100 miles of mountain biking in Stokesville. Okay. Which is like the the Shenandoah Mountains, kind of. Okay. okay. So uh, it ends up being like, I think, 11,000 feet of elevation. Um, there's like five really big climbs in there. And that was my longest like mountain bike event yet. Yeah. Before that, my longest was like a metric. Yeah, that's a big jump. It's a so, big jump. By the end of the day, it, it was, I did it slow compared to a lot of people, but mm-hmm. it took me about 11 hours and it was just 11 hours of torture. Just yeah. your hands go numb from the descents and yeah. your knuckles ache the next, right. like all day. There's no amount of chamois cream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say this out of pocket. There is no amount of chamois cream that could have helped me that day. <laughs> oh my gosh! Couldn't sit down. <laughs> yeah. And then like just, I don't know if you've ever been like on a really long climb, but like, mm-hmm. it's one of those. And I, I had on my Garmin like a climb pro thing where it was like you have like two miles to go on yeah. this climb, or, yeah. or like you yeah. have five miles to go on this climb. Yeah. And then you just it shows you the grades of it. So like mm-hmm. I'm riding and I'm just like. When does it end? <laughs> My heart rate's at like 180 right now. What do I do? There's yeah. no, I don't have any more gears. <laughs> Why did I do that? Like at, at just about every race. Yeah. Normally for me, mm-hmm. there's like just a, a, a moment where I'm just like, why do I do this to myself? Mm-hmm. And that race, I had that like 10 times. Really? Yeah. It was, it was a tough day. <laughs> You but know, it was cool. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a, as you know, like it's an amazing thing. Oh yeah. To do that thing, like to know you had this moment, like why am I out here? Why oh, am yeah. I doing this? And you still did it. Oh yeah. Right? That's it's an amazing like to any mountain biker. I would I would make that like a bucket list thing. Yeah. Okay. Like it's for me it was kind of surreal. Mm-hmm. For other people maybe like nothing, but like I get out there and I was like. 50, 60 miles in and I'm nearing the top of this mountain and I look to my left and it's just like 
trees and sunlight. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm on a mountain right now. Yeah. Like just that, that weird moment of just like, this is awesome. I'm, I'm riding through the mountains. It's just beautiful views. Mm-hmm. I'm wet and dirty. Yeah. But I'm alive and this is, this is cool. Like, and then after that, I was just like, all right, let's finish this ride. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are those small moments in a ride where it's like, you know what? This is why I do yeah, this. this. It sucked. But like, this was actually, this is pretty good to, to get to this point. And oh like, yeah. I got here by bike. You know, I got here on my own power. Exactly. Um, okay. Um, so, um, do you ride in a, do you do Blue Ridge Parkway often? Kind of thing? Um, I haven't actually ridden my road bike out there. Really? Nope. I, uh, I'd like to. It's just, normally if I go out there, it's like a group of people inviting me. And yeah. normally it's like mountain bikers. Yeah. So, I'd like to go out there sometime this year and get some, some road, mount, road riding out there in the mountains. There we go. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I will put that down. Blue Ridge trip. Um, we, will, we will figure that out. Hopefully when I've gotten better shape. <laughs> um, but yeah, it would be nice to actually get some of the, the, the wolf hack to go out there and do oh, yeah. the Blue Ridge. Um, yeah, because it's like, you know, you, you crest the mountain, you know, you go to the to the the overlooks, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. You get, you get the view. Um, you that's know, that's, what I like. that's very cool. Um, but uh, so it's tough to vent. Um, were you like before the riding, like were you doing any like activity, playing sports or anything like that before you started riding? Mm, not really. Um, okay. I mean, before that, I used to, I always had some kind of bike that I would like ride around the neighborhood and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I was never in like one specific sport or anything like that. Okay. You did, you did some, you, you weren't a couch potato. No, I was just like. You weren't an athlete. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. It's always interesting to hear like, where were people at before they got super committed? Like, were they coming off the couch or were they like, they were a runner or like, they're doing something else active oh, yeah. all the time. Kind of thing. Um, why do you keep riding? Why do you keep doing the mountain bike races? Why do you? Why do you? You know. For me, it's um. It's a mental, mental emotional thing. It keeps me in a good place okay. mentally and emotionally. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's 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 my therapy. Let's put it like that. Okay. All right. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, I've yet to hear anyone say like, yeah, I'm super mad about riding. I keep, <laughs> I keep going. Um, kind of thing. So that is, that it's good that, that you are, you're, I won't say find relaxation, but you find it therapeutic. Yeah. Right. Keep going. Um, you've done, you've done some road races, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, what road races have you done? Um, my first one was, uh, Liberty, Liberty okay. Classic. Okay. Um, that was interesting. I, it, it gave me a good idea of what road racing is like and things to look out. I actually wrecked within like the first 10 miles. Okay. Um, somebody locked up their brakes in front of me and I went over the bars. So that was fun. Okay. Um, but it kind of blew me away and just like watching people at the end yeah it was it was so exciting to me that i had to i had to give it another shot later on um 
the crash and you, you were wiped out that was the end of your race or you, um, were you able to get back it on? bent my derailleur hanger uh, okay so i i did keep riding for the rest of that lap and another lap yeah um and after that i was just like i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> okay because i was just like i'm my gears are going back and forth i could have tried to bend it while i was out there but i yeah. was just like i don't I don't right. really like it right yeah. now. Wouldn't, wouldn't be able to be competitive out there. Yeah. Okay. The the group was long gone. It was just me and one other guy. Yeah. Well, at least you had company. Um, uh, racing. How to start racing. Um, when you start doing, like, training, like, structured training. So, truly structured training, I actually just started in, like, December. Okay. Okay. Um... Before that, I mean, I would do, like, workouts on Zwift and that kind of thing. But okay. um, this one, like, with a trainer, I, I'm focusing a lot more and a lot more specific things to get me ready for uh, a lot of the mountain bike races I have coming up. Okay. As well as some of the road races. Like, I've been gearing up for the one this weekend. Okay. Um, and then I'll be getting ready for the Bryant Park Series. What's this weekend? Uh, what is it called? Langley Stadium. Uh, it's a crit. Oh, okay. How long is the race? Uh, mine is just 30 minutes. Um, they'll range between about 30 minutes and an hour, usually. Okay. 30 minutes. Yeah, an hour is a, a definitely a bigger, <laughs> bigger distance. Um, okay. Uh, you know how big the field's going to be, roughly? Right now, it's probably... I haven't checked recently, but it's probably close to 50, at least. Okay. Are you in... Um, like, is it an open race, or are you, like, riding in, your like, an age group? This one should be open. Okay. Um, do you think about that? Because you're, I won't call you young, but you're not super old, I'm, right? I'm, I'm young. I'll take it. <laughs> um, and hopefully you remain young at heart. Yes, um, always, always. Um, but do you think about that, that, you know, if you show up to a race... You might be riding with someone who is 40, 50, maybe 60 years old. Like, do you, do you think about that at all? Like All the time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, actually, some of my teammates are, a lot of them actually are 40s, 50s. And they can still mostly kick my butt. Yeah. Just because they've been training and they know the game. And mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. Like... Because of that, I can get out there and I, I can see a gray haired dude and be like, "Don't sleep on him." Okay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that that gray hair is just a front. He's he's got <laughs> watts, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it it is interesting to going out and riding. I, I'd never done anything before with such like a mixed age group of of people. Okay. You know and. Um, that was something else I had to get used to. Like, yeah, like the six-year-old dude's going to crush me mm-hmm. on, on the ride because he's it's, been it's, doing this for like three decades or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I wondered if you thought about that. Apparently you have. Um, I, I was humbled before. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Um, you go on a mountain bike ride mm-hmm. and say it's a 25-mile mountain bike ride. Like, What do you take with you on that ride? What what comes along with you? Twenty five. So I'm not the best example because <laughs> I don't always like bring a flat change stuff with me. Um, let's, let's go with 
yeah, either way, what, what's the stuff that you're like, I need to make sure I have X, Y, and Z outside of okay. your bike computer, so, your shoes, your helmet? If I'm going on like, usually I, I think about that like when I go to the mountains or something because mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be away from the car. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I normally have a tube. I'll have a patch kit. I usually bring a gel because mm-hmm. either way, even if I don't use it, I can always use the packet as like a tire patch. Oh, okay. Um, just as a, you know, yeah. till you get back yeah. to the car kind of thing. Um, what else do I keep? Uh, quick link for the chain. Mm-hmm. I always have a multi-tool that has tire lever, chain breaker on it. Outside of that, making sure you have plenty of food and water. Mm-hmm. So, especially somewhere where you can't get it, you yeah. want to have, make sure that you planned to have enough. Usually you want like a bottle per hour. Okay. And if it's hot outside, possibly even more. Um, and then food, you want to be able to consume enough calories per hour too, whether mm-hmm. that be liquid or gel or, you know, a waffle or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting out in the mountains like that, you you definitely prepare with, you know, extra parts. Um, CO2 cartridges, I forgot mm-hmm. that. When you mountain bike ride, do you take, do you use bottle cage or do you use a camelback or hydration pack? Depends on how long the ride is. Um, So, like, if I'm going out in the mountains and I'm doing, like, 30 miles, because there's so much climbing, I know that's going to be, that could be a three-hour ride. Easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I will probably bring a a camelback for that, or I have a bottle in the cage and, like, two in my pockets, you know? Really? Okay. Um, But if if I wear, like, a camelback, I can make sure I have all my repair stuff and that kind of thing, so. Okay. Just situational. What are your snacks of choice on the ride? Um, I usually like, I like the Honey Stingers waffle, the vanilla and chocolate one, because it reminds me of like, reminds me of Oreos a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. And then uh, I like the gels too. Um, did you ever go get anything? Did you ever shop at Performance Bicycle when they were still open? I did not. Okay. I always. <laughs> So like, I'm very I'm very sheltered when it comes to bike stuff because okay. being in a bike shop is like you just get it from your bike shop exactly. Okay. So like, I always just got whatever we had on the shelf. Okay, um, and, and I mean, they were a ch- you know chain bike shop. Yeah, bike retailers calling that kind of thing, and with a bike shop in there, um, but they would have um, you know all the nutrition stuff mm-hmm. and. They would have the honey stinger waffles in there, but then, you know, because they'd have like the twenty percent off, you know, every so often, you would go and get those honey stingers for, you know, for less, for, you know, for markdown prices. And then, twice a year, they'd have a sale where the honey sting, the whole box would be nine dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, so you know, I'd end up with three boxes of honey stinger. I like it. You know, um, strawberry flavor or vanilla. The vanilla was. Is, I is haven't tried strawberry yet. Strawberry is pretty good. I mean, um, the vanillas are good. Um, I've tried cinnamon. I've tried plain honey, which is like, yeah, yeah, um, you know, because it, it's it's plain honey. Yeah. Um, but the strawberry ones, I think I found the most enjoyable. So the caramel I, one, caramel, caramel or salted caramel, both are pretty, pretty good. I'm um, see. I'm not even. I can't even think of salted caramel as a standalone flavor. <laughs> 
to, for me to be like, oh, I, I like that flavor. I should then get a thing that is salted caramel, like as a flavor. Um, I, I uh, keep that I in mind. I 100% understand that. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Um, I had that discussion with somebody else. Like, yeah, I don't even, I don't want to get a thing flavored like a thing that I've not had the flavor in its normal state. So they had apple cinnamon. It was okay. disgusting. Really? Don't you ever, don't, don't buy the apple cinnamon. It is a mistake. What? It is a waste of money. What? Oh my goodness. It was, I, <laughs> I don't even know if I finished it. I was on a ride and I was like, what is this? What? Apple cinnamon's not good? And it's I, not good. It's I, not uh, good. I immediately think of fried apples. Um, and I love those. You know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But not the case. No, not at all. You know, it is not every flavor carries well to every substance. I was surprised they like even put it into production. <laughs> like, was, who is eating this? You know, that yeah, there there's somebody is somebody somewhere. If they're still selling it, somebody um, with corona. You know, <laughs> somebody's having a hard time, <laughs> um, and they're having yeah apple cinnamon. Um, so there's your snacks. Um, uh, do you use Strava? Mm-hmm. When did you start using Strava? Um, pretty much right off the bat. I was, my friend who I was riding with before I even started working at Molly's was just like, you should get on Strava. Yeah. I was like, what's that? Yeah. Now um, I know. Now every ride's on Strava? Now every, if it's not on Strava, it didn't happen. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, that is very true. Yeah. Why did I even go ride? It didn't even get recorded. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna go out again. You didn't get your PR in that segment? What a loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's Strava. Do you do you go back and like look at your stats and things like that? Because the segments, you, you look at that apparently. It depends on the ride. Um, okay. Yeah, I just if, if it's something like I look at it more at Pocahontas, okay. like when I'm mountain biking or if I'm doing a route, I do a lot by myself. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes road riding, it's just it's so inconsistent. Okay. Because unless you have like a power meter, okay, per se, yeah. Um, because you could have headwind one day. True. You could just be not feeling it one day. You could be in a pace line, mm-hmm. and that can all affect your PRs. That is true. That is true. Um, do you have a power meter? Do you use one? I do now, yes. Okay. On the mountain bike and road bike, or just one? I just got... I haven't even used the mountain bike one yet. Like, I just put it on. Um, What'd you get? I have the uh, Garmin Rally pedals. Ooh, okay. For the mountain bike. Mm-hmm. Um, what's on the road bike? Uh, Pioneer... Dura, uh, Dura Ace cranks with a Pioneer power meter on it. I'd heard of Pioneer, but I've not looked into power uh, Pioneer. Okay, nice. Um, uh, what kind of pedals? Are you, are you SPD, um, I do SPD. Yeah. On both. Uh, well, Which? SPD SL for the road and okay SPD for the mountain. Have you tried any other pedal systems? I tried have like not. speed play. And speed. I'm not. <sighs> What's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on speed play? Okay, okay. I may get some hate from this one, but like, I, I feel like there's a reason they went out of business <laughs> and had to get bought by Wahoo. You know, like. It, I, 
I don't know. I, I would rather. I can see the appeal in the look pedals and mm-hmm. you know Kia Delta, whatever mm-hmm. you prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'm not that picky with my pedals, so like okay. I've I've always just gone with what I could get. Okay. Um, and I really appreciate Shimano's products. Okay. So I figured I'd stick with them. Okay. Um, I have been looking at them a little bit more as well. Um, because you know Wahoo bought them, mm-hmm. they just came out with the the power meter one, right? The power meter one, and I had you know, I, and I had to do some thinking. I was like, okay, does that like clearly it's not a pedal system I've used, but there's a power meter on it. Does that appeal to me for some reason? Like, is there some incentive for me to switch? And then I had to start reading about the Speedplay pedals and like what are the advantages? And I know the system is more complicated. It's not just like put the thing on, bolt it on. It's like a, a yeah, layered it's, system it's on the cleat. Interesting. Um, what what kind of setup do you have now? I have, um, oh man, um, on the road bike, I have the Asiamo Duo pedals, um, which are power meter pedals. Okay. Um, and they use a look, um, look Kio. Okay. Um, and then on the gravel bike, I just have regular, I have ISI, I, yeah, yeah. ISSI yeah, pedals. Yeah. Um, with somebody else, like somebody else, told me about this, these colorful pedals they had, yep. and I was like, you know yep. what, the I've bikes are already before. colorful. Why not? So, um, so I've got these these nice yellow pedals on the the SPD nice. pedals on there, um, the trail version. So they've got a, like a little foot area on. Oh, them. a little bit of a cage around them. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and so far, they're doing the job. Like they're visible. Um, and uh, it's still taking to get used to though, because I'm not quite. I'm used to the you know the look. It's a little bit different right? motion, yeah. Um, uh, those are what I'm using now. When I first started, I had um, I had mountain bike shoes with SVDs. With SVDs yep. Um, and I had a set of reversible pedals, and I like one side. Yeah, single SVD. side clipless. Yeah. yeah. Um, and those are great because I commute on that bike. Um, okay. Then moved to a Shimano. Um, Otegra some number pedal or something like that, which I've got yeah. in the box somewhere. Um, then moved, I'll tell you the whole pedal. So, and then moved to, um, and then I was like, you know what? I'd like to get some power meters. I can't remember whether I got the trainer first, but either way, I got some power meters and I got the, the Garmin Vector 2s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they had the little pod that came off of them. And those did the job. Never had an issue with them. And then um, I could easily move into the next to, the, to my bike riding indoors. And then I started having an issue where they wouldn't they wouldn't um, do cadence and they wouldn't measure power and stuff like that. So then I got you. I got the Garmin Vector threes, um, and those those initial releases of the Vector threes had an issue where the battery goes kind of inside the spindle, mm-hmm. inside the inside the spindle, but some like it's two batteries would go in. But on um, these two coin cell batteries, but then there was an issue where just in this design, the batteries would rub against each other because they're cylinders, right? Yeah. And it would cause a little layer of soot and then they would lose connection because of like the soot would form inside the battery uh. cage. Um, and so there was, it was just a known issue yeah. that the batteries would like, this would happen eventually and they would lose connection. Um, and it got so bad that like I did all the, the remedies and I called Garmin was like, Hey, these pedals are not like recording power. Like they're not doing this. And, um, they sent me a whole brand new set of pedals. Yep. 
I actually still have the originals in a box somewhere and I have to figure out what do I want to do. I actually, I sold the ones I had. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The ones they sent me, I just sold them immediately. I didn't even open the box. I told, called them. I was like, hey, who wants to buy these pedals? Because I'm clearly getting some other set. Um, so I sold those. And then I still have the originals that I wrote on oh, in a box. And I'm like, should I try to sell those as well? Because they're still big top of the line power meter. But they had that issue with like losing. So what would happen is the it was like whichever one needed to be connected would lose connection. So it was like mm-hmm. the right one or something. It was like the one that was slave to the other one. Like the one that was like the primary one would lose connection. Yeah. And then like, you have no power kind of thing. So uh, the Osama duos have been great. Um, they're fantastic. They have one one flaw and that's because of the waiting in them. They when lean you unclip, back. They, they, yeah, they, they go into a weird position when you unclip. So it takes me just like a, a moment or two longer to like look down, see where they're at and clip in. I got you. That's a That's the only only gripe with them other than that super reliable rechargeable um that's nice great pedals and i recommend them and they're a little cheaper they're like 750 i like cheaper yeah cheaper is cheaper is great because <laughs> power meter pedals are not cheap um at a, you know when you start oh, looking yeah, at no. them um that's a different level of commitment when you start getting into those um so um because i've talked about power meter pedals um someone's riding do you recommend the gadgets like, cause those are clearly gadgets. Like there's not required. Like, do you recommend these things for people? Or are you just like, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on people getting the high end equipment? So <clears throat> being a, a bike shop employee, mm-hmm. it, it, I've learned a lot. Like, so like you can get the customer that comes in and, and they buy all these things, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily using them to their full capacity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I get somebody that comes in and they buy an entry-level road bike, my first thing is to like, you know, hey, you need a power meter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like the capture, we have so many people that just go out and their goal is just to go out and get some exercise, you know? Yeah. So if you want to ride efficiently, mm-hmm. my first thing to would be to get a... Cadence sensor and a, and a bike computer. Okay. Um, cadence because you can actually focus on kind of spinning because mm-hmm. a lot of people, they get into that mashing. You, if you've ever been on the cab trail and you're riding behind somebody, you just mm-hmm. see them spinning at the slowest rate. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm just like, you could, you could be going so much faster yeah. without so much work. Yeah. And uh, that, that cadence is a, is a big thing in general when it comes to training. Um, and the next thing would probably be a heart rate monitor after that. Okay. And with those two things, you can, okay. you can get pretty far. Okay. Okay. Um, but power, power is more for somebody who's, who's ready to start training, you know? Okay. Um, if you want to start getting faster, yeah. you know, figuring out what your FTP is and then figuring out ways to build your FTP, that's when I would recommend getting a power meter. Okay. And then after that, you can use that to gauge yourself. So like, you know, in races or events or what have you, you can look down and be like, hey, I'm in zone five right now. That's not good. Yeah. I- I'm not going to be able to sustain this for another two hours. Yeah. I need to figure out what I need to do now. Yeah. yeah. You know? Okay. That is sound advice um, regarding like the, the gadgets. Um, 
as I say, gadgets, which is what my mom would say. <laughs> you're getting another gadget. And I'm like, yeah, they are gadgets, but they're useful. Um, so, uh, yeah, Cade sensor, bike computer, heart rate monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if somebody's thinking of getting into more structured or um, understanding the level of effort they're putting out, we, you know, moving into the power meter. Yeah. And now I'm like, what other gadgets are there to put on the bike? Smart trainers. You can get your Garmin radar, your GoPro. You can't forget the GoPro, man. The GoPro, you've gone to a different level, right? I don't have a GoPro. Yeah. I don't have a GoPro. Um, and it's nice, though, because then you get, some, you get some memorable moments on the GoPro. Oh, yeah. um, if you get one, right, because um, there's, there's a couple mounts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, the on-the-bike handlebars mount. Um, there's the helmet mount. Um, and then there's a chest mount. Um, I think the helmet mount gives you the best view because it's unobstructed kind of thing. Um, but it's on your helmet, so you don't look cool anymore. Right? It's just this this is is a little box on your helmet. It's just thing right here. Um, sitting in your helmet. You the racer no in me cool. just says, that's not arrow. <laughs> it is not. It is not. Um, for some reason, I don't, know, um, I don't know if you know this, GoPro has... GoPro has their regular GoPro cameras, and they have a GoPro Max, which is a 360-degree camera. Yeah. But it looks like... You know, it's like the shape of the base of this mic thing, but like like half the size, mm-hmm. right? But so you know, not this thing, right? So like maybe two of those on top of each other, kind of thing. Okay, go bro. Um, clearly not aerodynamic, and it makes me wonder why they went with this this like, weird kind of shape because it, it's still an action camera, but like what action am I going to shoot on this like you know this this weirdly shaped thing? Yep. Um, yep. Which would also look weird on somebody's helmet. Um, I'm fond of the chest mount, and that's what I was gonna say. Like the chest mount um, yeah. is a good compromise of like I still look somewhat cool. Yep. Um, and then I get a good view because you can you can get a good view of when you start when you're doing stuff when you're working hard, but when it's like on the bike, you know, you start moving faster. Like is the same as when you're climbing or something like that. Like, yeah. But the chest mount, you can see like you got out the saddle and you're you're doing stuff kind of thing. So that's true. That's true. If I got one, it it would either be a, a chest mount or a handlebar mount, to be honest. So yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you just have to get um. Chest mount. You have to get the chest strap. You make sure it's the right fit. Um, the handlebar one. Then you have to get the bike computer mount that allows you to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have limited space, that's not always bueno. My canyon has a weird setup where it's uh, it's aerodynamic handlebars. It's all mm-hmm. the bar and the I'm gonna say this wrong, the stem, yep, part the connects handlebar, right? Yep, all one piece. Um, so and it's and it's um, oblong shape. Yeah, the bar. Um, so I can't so have, use the right mount. Like special mounts for it. Yep. Yeah. So like I had to buy a mount from like Japan or something like that, like to go yep. on it to have the bike computer and the GoPro mount. Um, either way, uh, gadgets. I will tell my mom that I use gadgets <laughs> several times in this episode now. Um, Wahoo or Garmin? Um, I can't. I can't say one over the other. I I personally own a Garmin. Okay. Um, I really like the. Edge eight thirty, okay. But that said, I I can't say one thing you know without having used the Wahoo. Rather, I I recognize that it has really good data, mm-hmm. um, and I've heard some really great reviews from them. Yeah. So hopefully in the future I'll I'll take you mm-hmm. know 
the opportunity to tr- give it a shot. Yeah. Um, but to me, if you if you got a bike computer and it yeah. does what the things you wanted it to do, yeah, then at the end of the day, that's that's all that matters. They're both really good companies. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Really nice staff. They'll they'll pretty much always take care of you no matter what. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I've I've known of numerous people who've had to had an issue with a Garmin bike computer, mm-hmm. and and Garmin worked something out with them to help them out. Um. I personally have had to contact Wahoo's customer service over trainer issues. Yeah. Their their trainer products. Um. And uh, have gotten some pretty good, some good help. And actually, I had a friend yesterday I was talking to about her trainer. She needs to send back, and then they're gonna they're gonna send her, you know, send her a new one. Yep. So they're yeah, really right. Cool they, they've got, you know, uh, some responsive customer service teams on, on both sides. Um, but I thought I'd ask, you know, if you had some, <laughs> some kind of preference. I'm still mystified by people who are still getting the uh, Carew by computer. Heard have about you, it? Um, they they seem interesting. I. I haven't taken the time to do the research into them, um, but I have I have seen them. I the first iteration because like a Karoo two that's out. The first iteration did not go well. I think my understanding was built on like an Android platform or something like that. I love that. Um, so it was supposed to be more capable of a device, um, but like the the first iteration that people bought, they I've heard no one be happy. It was happy with with this Karoo that they first bought. The Karoo the set Karoo two is what it's called um i think it's a bit better of a response but still like you haven't heard of it as a person yeah. working at the bike shop i would so give them not... some more time to build up before <laughs> like yeah before i went that route personally yeah um yeah i'm not a cutting edge person i need to like reliable equipment mm-hmm. you know kind of thing um um so your bike computers um your gadgets um have you, are you on your first? Is this your first bike computer? That can't be your first one. That's like your second. You can have the A30. This is my... <laughs> this is my... Let's see. Um, let's be honest. Let's be honest now. <laughs> I don't need to expose myself like this. Okay, so I got an 820. Yep. And then um, I had a wreck in the mountains. Okay. That was probably in like 2019. Okay. Um... That shattered it. Okay. <laughs> Somehow still saved my ride after that. Okay. I just, <laughs> you have no idea how many buttons I pressed. Like, it was very interesting. Um, it's a good endorsement. And then I, I ordered at 830 after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had heard I broke it and they, they gave me a little bit of a discount on it. Okay. And uh, it was actually my first, first ride with the Wolfpack. Um, I set my garment on top of my car, and I forgot it was there. Okay. Never saw that garment again. Um, <laughs> so that eight thirty was out of there. Okay. Um. It, and then, uh, <laughs> if you recall, we rode the tour to midnight. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we met you in the pace line. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, after that ride, mm-hmm. I also lost my guard. <laughs> oh, come on. I did not see it for like months. I probably didn't see it until like, no, I, I never, well, I never saw it, but like I did, I was riding without a computer to like December. Wait, okay. All right. Okay. Just a, just a calibrate this experience. Okay. Like, not a, like it went on my car 
and it and, and I'm pretty it. sure I set it on top of my car oh my because God. I searched my cars high and low, and I, somehow I did upload my ride at some point. Like I don't. <laughs> it's like it's my last and like, final lap. Where is this, this thing? Ride. So that was that was depressing. <laughs> so oh, I'm on my I'm on my third edge eight thirty right now. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. All right. You know, um, great product. Mm-hmm. I just want you guys to know I don't know anything about the longevity of them because <laughs> <laughs> they haven't lasted more than a yeah. year for me. Um, the A thirty is great. Um, I had the A twenty as well. Mm-hmm. I started with the I started with the A twenty. I started with the A twenty because I think it was newer at the time, and then um, I did one ride. I did uh, between the waters um, ride, which is in. Um, it's a pretty flat ride in Cape Charles, Virginia. Okay. Um, and it was my first century in That's 2017. Awesome. And at the end of the ride, like I think it was like nine miles to go, the Garmin switched it to low, ba- uh, low battery mode. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just cutting off. Like it was just like, nope, I'm not going to record anymore. And so, but we went into low battery mode. And when that mode, it only shows you the turns. You know, it's like saving yeah. battery. So it only shows, it won't show your data. It's like as soon as the turn comes up, It'll, it'll cut on, show you the turn, and then cuts back off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I'd lost my ride by the time I got to the end of it, and I, but it got saved. But I was like, yep, not having that again. Yep. Um, so then I got a 1030, Ooh, which nice. is, you know, larger screen. Yep, um, yep, the touch you know, screen. It's just the huge, you know, longer battery life. Yeah. In fact. What is it, like a 24-hour battery life or something like that? You can record for 24 hours, yes, provided how many, depending on how many sensors you have connected, but you could record for 22 hours, I think, or something like that, which That's is crazy. longer than I'm going to ride. Um, hey, probably. don't say that. I'd like, I, to continuously ride, I think 22 would be pushing it for, like 22 is not, Right now, I'm not at 22. Like I'm not at 22. I mean, you riding. can you can take a break in between, like like. But at that point, I'm gonna have a battery pack. I'm not gonna allow it to run on its own. That's fair. Yeah, if I'm gonna go that far, which I have considered at some point, if I'm gonna go that far, I put I'm that gonna... on the list for this year. 24 hour challenge. <laughs> you know, I have the gravel bike. I'd be more, I'd be inclined to do a like a like a ride. It's gotta the be day a destination. You think so? Oh yeah. yeah. You couldn't just, you just do loops. I'm not doing do... a loop. No, that's <laughs> stupid. So there's this thing called the Great American Ride. Okay. And we did it for our first time in 2020. Okay. Because it was like there was this COVID thing, so they're like, let's do this virtual event. Yeah. So basically, you can log miles however you like. It can be on the trainer. It can be outside, mm-hmm. and it can be mountain bike miles. This it can be road June? miles. The first time was in June. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. And um. My, my uh, teammate, he decided for the first day of it, mm-hmm. he was going to ride to Pennsylvania. So this guy rode 28 hours from here to Pennsylvania. It was like 320 miles the first trip. And like, and then he rode back like that Wednesday or something like that. Wow. Okay. And it was just like this. It's, it's a crazy feat for sure. So wait, wait, like, wait, wait. He just... He, I mean, he's just like the one day he just went and just didn't stop. He's like, he kind of, he, he didn't, just, he didn't stop overnight. He, 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 I think he stopped once or twice for like an actual meal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But like outside of that, it was just, it was just, it was just riding. 
you know, riding in pee breaks, you know, like, <laughs> like all the way. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. And then that was, that was soon after, uh, <laughs> that was actually right before I did my first century. Okay. So he comes back. Mm-hmm. He takes like Thursday off, takes Friday off. And I decided I'm going to do my own, my a century by myself on Saturday yeah. mm-hmm. to help the team. Because we're going to do great on this great American ride or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm going to do 100 miles. I was, I was, <laughs> I slept in that day. <laughs> so I didn't start my century until like almost three o'clock. Wait, three o'clock when? In the afternoon? In the afternoon. Okay. All right. Don't judge me. No <laughs> judgment. Anyways, I decided I'm going to start from the shop. Okay. Ride all the way down Route 10 to, or ride down Route 10 to, uh, Jeff Davis. Mm-hmm. Jeff Davis all the way up into Richmond, hop on the cap trail, and then just gone. Yeah. So uh, he decides he he gives me a call and he's like, "You're gonna you're gonna go ride? Yeah. I'm gonna come with you." I'm like, "You just <laughs> you just did all this riding. You just yeah. did like six seven hundred miles. Like, dude, can you stop? Yeah." And uh, I get out there and I'm I'm averaging like seventeen miles an hour or something mm-hmm. like that. And he gets mad at me because I'm going too slow. Oh man! And I was, I was, yourself. I was mad about this ride. Like, like, I'm like, this is my first century. I'm trying not to bonk. I'm trying not yeah, to burn it yeah, all out. And he's like, yeah. you worry about that when it happens. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Just hold my wheel. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we get to the that gas station right after the uh, courthouse mm-hmm. in yeah. Charles City, mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> I run inside, get some water, and uh, grab a pickle real quick, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and we're outside the gas station just filling up, and he was just like, you can't be going this slow, and I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, you, you can't be going this slow, I, you, I know you can do better than this, and I was just like, this is my first time doing this, man, yeah, yeah. give me a break, and he's like, no. Yeah. You gotta stop being a wuss. Yeah. He didn't use the word wuss, but yeah. we're not gonna say the word. <laughs> He's like, you gotta yeah. stop. Yeah. And I was just, I was mad. And then he starts getting on his phone and texting or whatever. And I was like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'll be there in a minute. Let's... What? What? <laughs> so I hopped on my bike and yeah. I was mad at this point. Yeah. I rode all the way to Jamestown before he caught me. Really? And he catches up and he was like, that's what I like to see. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> I hate you right now. And then we ended up not getting back until midnight. Yeah. yeah. It was it was miserable, but amazing. <laughs> you had a bike light. I did. He didn't. So like the so the lights start going out. And he his Garmin was dying too. So he he had it on battery saver mode. Yeah. And he would just like tap it every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. And so like by the time we're at um the courthouse at least it's already dark Cole's courthouse yeah um, and you still got to ride back to be and, and we're still riding back and <laughs> we decided we actually had um our our brewer he lives really close to the mm-hmm. four mile creek lot so we're like okay. can you pick us up yeah but we ended up riding and i was the only one that had a light so every time we got to a bridge crossing you just heard people yelling out pole 
Yeah. Like if anybody was near the cap trail, they would have mm-hmm. just been like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. Because we were trying not to hit the poles on the, on the bridges. Yeah. And it was just, it was crazy. Coolest first century ever. Yeah, for sure. Like that's, <laughs> that's not what I would recommend even for someone who's experienced <laughs> to then do it late in the day where you're going to need to have a light. I'm not, I'm not an early morning person. You can ask yeah. all of them. <laughs> it's, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> what's the what's the earliest ride you had to do? SM one hundred, because it's such a long ride. Oh. It uh it starts at first light. Yeah. Okay. So it's like six six thirty ish. Okay. And I I stayed at a hotel nearby, so I ended up getting up at like three three thirty. Okay. And then. It's got to go. Yeah, okay. I was a late. <laughs> I okay. slept like a log that night. You earned it. You earned it, then, man. Um, did your first century, how'd you feel after? You're just like, I'm done. Uh, I was pumped. I was pumped. Um, yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't shut up Mm -hmm. once we got in the car and then, uh, I'm in my car and I'm like, I did it. My legs hurt, but I did it. Yeah. And the next day I just remember standing up out of bed and I was like, (laughs) I rode a hundred miles yesterday. (laughs) It feels like I rode a hundred miles. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, when did I start? When did you? St- it makes me think about recovery rides, mm-hmm. which are mm-hmm. rarely actually recovery rides. Um, but that's when I'm, you know, do a 10, 15 mile spin. You know, yeah. I think it worked, worked, that, worked that out a bit. Um, I'm figuring that out these days. You know. Um, I've heard about the wolf pack doing recovery rides. Mm-hmm. Um, they were always better at doing that than me. Um, yeah, but then they end up not being recovery rides. No. Like somebody, somebody pushes the somebody pace. Get, yeah. Normally mm-hmm. what happens is all of a sudden your legs wake up and you're like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And then somebody gets froggy. Yeah. And then because one person gets froggy, another person gets froggy. And it's... Uh... <laughs> um, uh, so I brought up the wolf pack. How did you... Um, How'd you get get detected with the with the wolf pack? So uh, it all it all started out with a, a guy named Dave Beach, mm-hmm. and uh, Dave Beach used to come in with this like Klein mountain bike, twenty six inch, and he was always riding on the road. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and he's like, "Man, I'm I'm flying down these roads, man." I'm just like, "All righty, <laughs> you need some air in your tires? Yeah, keep pumping me up. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. All right." And then uh, he's like, man, I'm trying to get a road bike. And it, it was like right, it was 2020, I think. Yeah. And we could not get anything in. COVID was just yeah. like, mm-hmm. you're, you're not getting a road bike if you want. So I was just like, here's my number. Look around on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. If, if you see something, you know, send me a message, show it to me, and I'll let you know if it looks like a good deal. Yeah. And uh, he gets this Carbon Fuji, already got... Old Tegra on it, carbon wheels. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's a nice bike. Got a, yeah. got a pretty good deal on it. And then he's been riding for about maybe a month. And he starts coming in the shop. And he's like, when are you going to ride with me? I was just like, I'm, I, I'm a busy guy. I only ride at mm-hmm. nights. Yeah. I'm not trying to go slow. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the time, yeah. I, I, I will not be afraid to say this. I was, I was a bit of a jerk. I was a bit of an elitist just for a little bit. I was like, I'm not trying to ride unless we're going 20 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he was like, when are you going to ride with me? 
And I was just like, you get a little faster. I'll ride with you. And somewhere along the line, he met the wolf pack and started riding with them. Mm-hmm. And so he keeps coming in and he's like, you, you got to come ride with this group with us. And I'm like, what, what is this group? What is this group you're riding with? It's yeah. like the wolf pack, man. I'm like, I have never heard of the wolf pack. <laughs> Who is this wolf pack? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's like, no, you got to come ride with us. They're, these guys are fast. The dudes that be training me, they are just, they will kick your butt. They will drop you. And he said drop. And I was like, mm, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we doing, we're doing a metric out in Hanover this Saturday. What time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine o'clock. <laughs> I don't like getting Morning up early. Time. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right, I'll show up. And uh, it was it happened to be a ride. It was like a very early in the season ride, so they ended up inviting like a whole bunch of people outside of the wolf pack. Mm-hmm. So the ride didn't even start till ten, and I was just like, <sighs> yeah, what it's kind of ride is this about to be? Yeah, right. And uh, that was actually the first time I met Andre. And Andre shows up in this like one piece suit, bodysuit, and I was like, "This this dude built like a quarterback <laughs> shows up in like a one piece suit," and I'm just like, yeah. "I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> I may get dropped today." <laughs> and uh, Andre was actually being a team team player that day, so he ended up like sitting in the back the whole time uh, and just helping people out pushing up hills and, and all that jazz. So uh, we finished the ride. I was like, okay, there's a, there's a couple fast people in here. This is, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like the environment. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of cycling groups out there can, can be elitist or you're not one of them. So all of a sudden you're, you're just kind of there. You're in the background. Right. Yeah. And I was, I was semi there until after, Probably until after riding with the wolf pack, yeah. to be honest, because yeah. you start to realize you don't always have to be fast. Just enjoy riding with people, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to be going a hundred percent, and either way, they're going there a hundred percent, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it gave me a reason to. It gave me a different viewpoint on it. And uh, ever since ever since that ride, it was just like, hey, let me know when the the next wolf pack ride is. Okay. And then eventually. I started doing some of the weekend rides when I could. Uh, when they did West Creek, mm-hmm. I'd hop in on some of those. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good way of training, and yeah. especially even if people aren't really good at like pace lines and that kind of thing, yeah. because it's laps. You can if you get dropped, you can just come hop in, in. Yeah, when they come back around. So, um, yeah, West Creek is 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 a real controlled environment. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Actually, don't write out that often, but that's a controlled environment. And the last time I rode in West Creek was with Wolfpack. Um, and uh, I recall at the end of it, I don't know if you remember this, like you and Andre did a sprint. Yes, he probably beat me really bad. I don't know who beat who there, but it was not me. Like, that's the thing I remember. <laughs> two people were out in front of me. Um, at the time, I want to say like that was my second time riding out there. Um it was my second time riding with the with, with the and West Creek with the Wolfpack. Wolf okay. Um and uh was not was not in a mm, did not go as fast as I was hoping I was gonna go. You know, <laughs> still a great ride, but I did just like you did. I got dropped. 
and sure enough waited at one of the t- waited for the little pullovers and and joined the group for the rest of the way. That's the way to um, do it. You know, but you know, no shame in the, no shame in the game. So. That's that's the time to experiment because, like you said, it's controlled. So like you can, if you want to practice a breakaway, you can. You know, mm-hmm. see how long you can stay ahead of the group, or all sorts of things. There was, I came out there one day and I was it was probably a day I went bad or uh, soon after Brian Park and I was just like. I miss racing. <laughs> so Andre calls me. He's like, you on the way? I was like, yeah. Tell the pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm coming out there with a race mentality. <laughs> and it was one of the fastest yeah. uh, West Creek rides there were at that, that time. Um, I will say there's, um, you know, I've ridden quite a few groups that are, that are more steady paced, which is was absolutely what I, I want sometimes. But I am quite aware if I ride with a wolf pack if somebody <laughs> jumps out front like somebody else is going to jump out front to go to go chase down that sprint mm-hmm. uh, which is nice it's the thing I'm like you know what I know I could I could do that if I go join that ride I can do I could do some sprints and jump off the front and people will, will, will join in the cool um, thing about them is there's certain riders that they're not gonna ride outside their ability mm-hmm. so like you know if they know they can't they can't hang with a breakaway for a little bit, they're not gonna chase it anyways and then burn out and, and get dropped. They're gonna keep it steady. Yeah. And because it's all about working together in the yeah. end. Everybody will regroup. They're really awesome at working together. Yeah. Um when you go on vacation, because I assume you go on vacations or go traveling, that kind of thing, right? Occasionally. Um, do you take your bike with you? Um it depends. So, <laughs> ever since COVID hit, it was, there's been like two vacations, right? It's right, yeah. Okay. It, it's been so crazy, and we're understaffed, so I, I get out sometimes. Okay. Um, so my first vacation, let's see. Technically, I think it was my first vacation since COVID. Mm-hmm. Shoot, was it? Yeah, yeah. twenty twenty. Okay. 2020 or 20 yeah it was 2020 uh, we went to the beach okay and uh, i brought my road bike because yeah. there's right. no mountain biking out there <laughs> and uh, i decided while i'm out there i was gonna do 150 miles wow okay so okay. i said that is my goal for that for that trip okay wait 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 in one go 150 miles yeah okay okay yeah. all right okay so i left at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Got back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't like the mornings. Okay. Apparently. I was moving yeah. slow that morning. Um, so I left at like 10 o'clock. Didn't get back till probably like 6 or 7 o'clock. It, it had just gotten like too dark to ride. And I was like, I was I was at the end of my rope. I, I ate so much food that night. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I mean, if you did the distance, like clearly you, I won't say you earned it, but like you clearly had a calorie deficit. I did. I think it was like five thousand and some from based off of Strava. Yeah. But um, yeah. Normally, if I if I can bring my bike, mm-hmm. um, I'd I will. So okay. Then again, two of my vacations since COVID have been solely for biking. We went to snowshoe and did downhilling. Okay. So you already got to bring a bike for that. Yeah, yeah. It's already going along. Um. Uh. How did uh, clearly you're riding before 
2020, did 2020 happen? Um, like how did the pandemic impact like your, your, your writing, your perception of writing, that kind of thing? Cause I, I assume it had some kind of impact. So it, it had, it had, mm. like, like it's like what changed about your routine? What, you know, with the writing, like, so I wasn't as consistent for a while. Okay. Just because it was like you would finish up a shift at the shop and it's like you're done. You know, we, we had a certain point where it was just like four of us maybe mm-hmm. and, we're, and we're trying to do so much and adhere by guidelines and all sorts of things. And mm-hmm. it was we were three, four weeks out on repairs. You're yeah. tripping over bikes. There's so many bikes in the shop. And it was it was hectic. So like the end of the day, after running around, sometimes literally the shop. Yeah. It was just like I was burnt, and I couldn't I couldn't make myself ride my bike. Yeah. So I was my riding definitely decreased for a little bit, um, and then after that, one of the guys I was riding with, the same guy I did the century with, mm-hmm. he kind of helped me stay a little bit more regular. So Tuesdays mm-hmm. and Thursdays we would go out ride to Richmond from the shop and ride back. Okay. And that was normally between 30 and 40 miles. Okay. And uh, I, I normally got dropped at some point on that ride mm-hmm. just because our levels were so different. But yeah. it was it was a good way of keeping me kind of fit. And then I got onto the trainer a lot. Um, mm-hmm. There were times he would make me do meetups with him. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. I also got dropped. <laughs> he used to text me when he would get to the top of a climb and be like, oh, "I'm waiting." Man. Yeah, yeah, that's an L you have to hold. Oh man, uh, <laughs> I have to remember that technique. <laughs> oh, it was bad. And the worst part is on Swift, you see like mm-hmm. se- how many seconds somebody is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. apart. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it would get to like a minute, a minute and a half, two minutes, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh. I'm like blacking out on the trainer over here. But, um, so yeah, start of it, I, I slowed down a lot. And then from there on, it just kind of, it gave me more time because obviously you're not going out and doing as much stuff, okay. at least from, right. for 2020 at least. Yeah. Um, so I ended up just focusing a lot more on cycling. Okay. Okay. All right. Cause there was not a whole lot more to do. Exactly. Okay. Um, so you mentioned Zwift, um, when did you start, start using Zwift? Uh, that would be on a regular basis. It would probably be actually 2020. Okay. Uh, like right in January, I had just broken my wrist and it was like, it wasn't a hundred percent healed yet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I wanted to start getting back in shape. I couldn't stand like being off the bike that long. Okay. So uh, I started building my endurance back up on Zwift from there on. And then uh, because of that, that's when I started riding with my teammate. And okay. after that was just with the, the meetup ride. hammer, hammer, hammer. Okay. Um, and for anyone listening, I believe everyone sh- probably who listens knows Zwift. But Zwift is a uh, an online training uh, cycling simulation program that allows you to use a trainer, um, a, a device at home to, uh, ride on your bike and kind of move around in a virtual world. And, um, it's like playing a video game with your bicycle. Exactly. Zwift. Um, uh, so you started riding, um, 
now this is particular Zwift Zwift. Have you done the big climbs? Have you done, have you done the, the, what are the three big ones? Alps Zwift, um, Vin Ventu, in Paris? No, in France. Yes. And um, the Innsbruck KOM. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've done, I've done all. Of it. So my my first time on uh, Vin Two was actually a Tour de Zwift ride. Is the mm-hmm. event they'll do? Yeah. Like every couple of days they'll change the course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost it's like a group ride but really people are racing it right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um, they still give you your time and your placement at the end and I, I was pretty regular with those for for that time they did it that year so I remember they did the France one and it started off and people were going like 25 miles an hour mm-hmm. 250 watts or whatever on the flats and then it's just like I climbed for 12 miles after that and I was just like <laughs> I did not know this was here. I didn't know this was even a course on Zwift. Uh, yeah, but it's um, a clear your that's a clear your schedule kind of kind yeah. of ride, kind of climb. Innsbruck isn't to me as bad. Um, I would say that's probably the more mild of all of them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Alp de Zwift, Alp de is probably my favorite. I've done yeah. that one a couple times. Alpswift seems more scenic. Yeah. Oh, Alpha yeah. Zwift seems more scenic um, than 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 Ventu. Like once you get up to the top, you know you're at the top. You can kind of you know the game lets you. And know then you once you stuff. come back down, it's right. hitting like sixty miles an hour. Yeah. Um, I almost fell off my bike going. I was just like, I'm going so fast. Um. Have you done any bike races on Zwift? Because I tried to get you to join Team Creed, but you couldn't. Um, <laughs> I was right when I started my structured <laughs> training. Have you, have you done any races on Zwift? Not any official races like that, no. Okay. You've done like events where you, you, you went hard. Okay. Exactly. Um, uh, I want you... I, I would like to try some, yeah. for sure. Once you get out of the training mode, because clearly focus on your training, then real race season comes up. Yes. Um, and then a week in there, you know, we have like a week where there's not a race and there's not a... Every was, once in a while, I get uh, training races that I have to do. Like, uh, on my training schedule, they tell me to do a, a training race or okay. or put out race efforts. Oh, okay. So if, if I got oh, one of those coming okay. up. Yeah, you can sneak one in. I can um, sneak a, a Zwift race in. What's your, um, what's your, your average uh, watts per kilogram? Uh, right now, I'm at like... Are you in the, are you in the B or C? Like, where, where do you think you... Well, you don't even know the category. Where do, where we where where what's your average? I'm in. I think I'm either four or four point one. Okay, then you're. I think that's that, B, that B or C. Or no. Don't put me in A. 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 Dude, <laughs> I think that's. It might be. <clears throat> so D is, um, one to two point five or so two point four nine. C good. is like 2.5 to 3.2, 3, 3 to, I think, 4. And then I think it's 4 and up. So I think, I think, young man, you're in the A group. You know, I mean, that's relative. <laughs> you know? Um, you could lower that if you eat some more donuts. There we go. Um, <laughs> just there we go. Bring your, your weight up. Uh, I'm going to do all the donut rides in Richmond from now on. Four watts per kilogram or higher is is A. 
There's some exceptions to that, but if you're if you're riding at four, if you're riding at four watts per kilogram, um, then yeah, that puts you in the A group. Womp womp. That's not bad. That's great. You're putting out those watts, right? Just means you're gonna have my watts per kilogram are only effect are like only <laughs> effective on like climbs because I'm light. Like everybody else is like dropping me on the flats almost, you know. I have to pedal to keep up with people on downhill sometimes. Yeah, again, more donuts, and that will be prevented. <laughs> um, you know, because that is clearly not a problem for me to go into downhill. Like I'm like putting my real weight in, and I am singing like a rock. Um, but yeah, because you're you're of a lighter weight frame, so like it makes sense that you would go up the hills uh, the shade faster. Um, uh, getting to particulars of Zwift. Um, so you just do rides and you do your workouts, right? You do your structure workouts on there, okay? Mm -hmm. So you haven't gotten, okay, you've probably not gotten that far into like what bikes you're using on Zwift yet. Uh, they do make a difference. Yeah. Um, right now, just because I've been doing mountain bike training, I actually yeah. like, I ride with a mountain bike sometimes on the on the pavement. Yeah. Um, but I, I have played around with it. Okay. Everybody um, wants the Tron bike. I haven't, I haven't gotten that yet. Um, the Tron bike is not the fastest bike in the game. No, I don't. I, it's, it's 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 just a flashy. <laughs> it it well okay, so it's not the fastest bike in the game, but it's the fastest bike you can get, like before like level forty five or something like okay. that. Like, you've got to be up there before you can even buy. It's like a combination of a certain frame, and a certain wheel set, and yeah. then like that's more the fastest aero and and lighter weight than the Tron bike. But the Tron bike is a status symbol. Exactly. You know, it's a considerable amount of climbing that it takes to get it. Um, and you can change the, change the match, match your outfits. This is so true. That, you know? Uh, you just have to pick the uh, the Everest challenge, which I hope you've done at this point. You have to pick the Everest challenge. I don't remember if I picked it or not. Yeah, I have to, to check that. You just need to go into the challenge, just pick Everest, and that's just let set yeah, and forget. And just let it go. Yeah, just let it let it climb. I think they said like the cheat code for it is like do Alp to Zwift twenty five times or something like that, and you win. And that's it. <laughs> I'm just like, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, it's not that bad. Yeah, and the. Uh, if you do it as a workout, you then get around it even more, right? Because yes. then you don't feel the terrain at all, um, and you'll you'll still win the bike. But it's still twenty five <laughs> times up the up the thing. Um, if you do it five times, you get a you get a badge, a masochist. Really? For doing, yeah. If you, the fifth time you do Alpha's Zwift. I wonder if I, there's a I badge. I might not have that Alpha's badge yet. Uh, um, it's called masochist or something like that uh, for doing it that many oh, times. Oh, I have I have heard of that before. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if I have that one. Um, I probably have the lamest badges ever. You completed this course. <laughs> um, uh, all right. I'm sorry. I have to look now. Um, <laughs> uh, general and cycling specific badges. Crap. Now I have to look. Um, where is the badge? Uh, badge icon, habitual, addicted. There's one for Optus Whiff, and I think there's one for five times, and I think there's one for twenty five times. Jeez. Um, which is. I have a no lot. desire to be on the trainer that long. Like, if I if I can do my workout outside, I'm gonna do it outside. There we go. No, okay, I got it wrong. Avid climber is five times up the out. Masochist, masochist is, is twenty five times up the okay. climb. Um, I've got 
the avid climber. Hey. Now that I know the masochist exists. Come on. <laughs> you got to go after it now? I mean, yeah, I kind of want to. Like, I kind of want to, only because it is a bit of a status symbol badge kind of thing. Like, to get to that point that you've gotten up the thing 25 times. I mean, that is, that's like... <sighs> 30? Yeah, see, I haven't, got, I haven't gotten either. Yeah, I don't. I have no desire to uh, do that. No, no, I don't like. I don't like being on the track. I, I, I like it. Yeah. For like thirty minutes. Really. <laughs> and then yeah, after that, I'm just which, like, this is boring. Really? Okay. I'm. I'm very easily <laughs> distracted. Like, I'm. I'm somebody that. I could be on Zwift, right? Yeah. And. I'll have like a movie or a TV show playing in the background. Yeah. And even still, I'm probably on like TikTok or something on my cooldowns or like, oh like. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I get quite immersed and I, really? I'm just riding just Zwift and I'm just hearing the, the birds chirping in the game. Like I just get in yep. and I'm just like, yep. It's what I'm doing. I'm supposed to be on Zwift. It's what my life is, you know. I was like that before, and then I I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't I don't like the suffering anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I mean, if 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 most of your rides are, you're going hard, each and every time. Then yes, it's like that's what it used to be for bike. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But if you're enjoying it, like you're doing a ride to like, to like complete an event, or like you're riding yeah. with people. Then like the dynamic. Oh, um, uh, I will get you to join, or at least I'll send an invite. Mm-hmm. There's um, you know, I lead the Tuesday Thursday um, Zwift rides, right? Oh, for real? Yeah, I lead. Um, I think you did invite me to one of the Tuesday ones once, maybe. It, it, um, so um, I um, I host these rides for for anyone really, um, but initially it was for Rabba. Okay. But Tuesday, Thursdays, I host a ride. 6.20 p.m. Uses the, it's almost always 6.20. It's almost always 18 miles, roughly. Um, sometimes it's a little shorter because, like, we're going up the Alpes with, right? Nobody needs to climb any further than that. Right. Um, you know, or some other climb where, like, it's going to take longer than an hour. So, like, I'll shorten the distance. Um, but I host these rides, and um, I'll use the keep everyone together feature. You know okay. this, right? Um, and it will you know, literally keeps everyone together. Yeah. Just tries to. Um, so we'll have you know some A-pace riders, rabbit A-pace riders, not Zwift A-pace, um, in the group with some like B or C-pace riders kind of thing, and we're all riding together. That's cool. Um, but we use Discord as well while we're doing the to ride. talk. Okay. So like we we talk to each other while we're doing the thing. You would just Most hear people. me breathing. <laughs> and you know what? And for some people, that's what it, I mean. <laughs> for those people who like their setup or just like them riding is loud, like they definitely go into mute. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, um, but um, I was getting to the point of um, every so often I will do, I'll do a ride where I don't have to keep everyone together on. I'll pick uh, Tempest Fugit is the route, yep. which is the, just the whole really flat, flat desert route yep. loop. That's what I do if I want to get like a lot of miles in and. In a short time. In a short amount of time. Have you ridden with the the uh, the cadence the uh, pace partners? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I definitely recommend the pace partners. The A and the B pace partners get a little bit lonely 
but the the sea pace spartans normally got a couple hundred to a thousand people riding with her oh, yeah. through there um but um every so often on those tuesday thursdays i'll do an event which i've called foxes and hounds foxes and hounds foxes and hounds and um i will um when there's enough people you know if there's like 12 people it's great 12 or more 10 or more is also acceptable but i will split the group up into four groups um and then um we'll start the ride and we'll ride together for like five minutes and i'll let everyone know which group they're in yeah so it's like a kind of ride together for five minutes at the five minute mark i will one of the groups will then get a 30 seconds to just haul ass right everyone else keeps riding at a chill pace and this other group gets 30 seconds to get out as far as they can and then at the end of 30 seconds everyone else has to chase down the person in the front of that group okay and and they have to keep sprinting until they catch the person in the front for up to five minutes so if they don't catch if they catch them before five minutes if someone catches the person in the front of the the fox group before five minutes then everyone slows down we chill out until the end of the time and then we rest together for five minutes okay um but if they don't and that person just keeps out front for the whole five minutes we then stop either way we regroup but then they, you know that person didn't get caught and then we'll we'll chill out for five minutes and then the next group that we'll, we'll get to do cool. um but it's uh it's a time where you know people can like just haul ass yeah that kind of thing um I used to do it for six minutes, and I found that was a bit too brutal. Like that extra minute of g- oh, yeah. going full throttle um, was a bit tough, and it was real tough to try to do a sprint, then chase a sprint down, rest, and then chase it. Like, yeah. So, so five minutes seemed to be about the sweet spot on like how far to ride and how far to rest. But um, I will let you know because we could use another fast person to chase down um, or be ch- chasing someone else down. Uh, for that time frame but that'll be Tuesday or Thursday I normally let them know ahead of time like this is when it's going to be so okay um, that would also be it's not quite a race level effort because you'll be resting for five minutes but you can kind of like unfilter just like crush it oh yeah it's for, good for intervals five. yeah yeah um, so I'll, I'll let you know when I when I do that next yeah um, which might be in a few weeks um, but I need to have enough people to do it um but either way, sometimes we'll do Alpha Zwift, which I think we're doing next Tuesday. I think I'm going to set it up next Tuesday. We'll be Alpha Zwift um, to just make everyone suffer as a group. <laughs> either way, um, you got your snacks, you Strava, um, mountain biking, road biking. You got the gravel bike. Mm-hmm. What are the plans with the gravel bike? So I originally kind of built it up because uh, I wanted to try it in this cross series. And I ended up not even building it up in time. So. Um, it's kind of what I just ride when the trails are closed at Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. But that said, I do want to try a bunch of events, you know? Okay. So as long as it doesn't conflict with like another race or something, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be doing some some different kind of gravel races and that kind of thing. It's a cool, it's another way of doing like, so to me, like I like mountain biking because it's adventurous. Yeah. Okay. And gravel riding is very similar to that. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you can get out there and just like enjoy views. It, it, you're, you're checking out cool stuff. You, you know, there's you're you're going off the beaten path. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Who taught you how to ride a bike? 
or did you just come out the womb with a bicycle? <laughs> Came out the womb <laughs> with a bicycle. I um, it was very, they had to C-section me actually. <laughs> <laughs> And don't let your mom hear that. I came out. <laughs> I came out wheels first. Um. Uh, no, I my uh, my stepdad actually taught me when I was probably about five years old. Okay. We um I started off with just used BMX bike, mm-hmm. crappy, you know, coaster brakes. Um, we went to Walmart to put training wheels on it. Mm-hmm. They were out of the black ones or the silver ones, so we put on pink training wheels. Okay, training wheels, training wheels. So, <laughs> you know, I uh, I learned them. I learned on my pink training wheels. I was the coolest kid in the neighborhood, um, and then soon after that, they just kind of took them off, and I was like, "Well." Did you wear a helmet? No, I I never wore a helmet until like I started riding at Pocahontas. Did you? Did someone else tell you to, to wear a helmet, or did you think like, you know what, this seems serious. I should get my, I should wear a helmet myself. Um, no, my so until I actually like started doing mountain biking and stupid stuff in the yard. Mm-hmm. Before that, my parents were like, "Go so, have fun." <laughs> okay. Okay. So I was. That said, I am now an advocate of helmets all the time. Do do not ride without a helmet. I've had yeah. some. I've hit my head, <laughs> and if I didn't have a helmet on, I probably would not be here. Well, I'm glad that you had a helmet. Um, and yeah, it. Um, yes, it's great if everyone would wear a helmet. Um, you know, because for that that time you do fall and you you bonk your your head against something. It takes um, one time. You know, but it's not the. Until you know some riders, I don't know how to put this. Um, like it's not intuitive because I like as a kid, I definitely didn't want to wear a helmet. Oh, yeah. I remember a helmet that I had, and it was not sexy. Oh but yeah, I didn't want to wear it. Yeah, no, nobody, everybody's like, I don't want to look like a dork. I'm like, right, yeah. you're you're gonna look like a dork. Yep, yep, yep. Suck it up. Um, <laughs> you're gonna look, you're gonna look like a dork, but everyone else is gonna look like a dork as well. Exactly. So, like, so we all look not, like dorks together. <laughs> it's equal playing field. <laughs> Um, you guys, you realize, look, we're all out here in spandex. I oh mean, my God. <laughs> um, speaking of that, um, when you started riding mountain bike, like when did you get like the spandex out? Like when did, when did, <laughs> when did, when did that happen? Or were you like riding in mountain bike, sh- like shorts and things like that? Or did you immediately go to like, look, I'm a superhero. When I first started riding, I was riding in like jeans. All right. Yeah. And then it was like, it would be like shorts after that. Yeah. And then uh, I actually went on my first road ride. It was, um, oh, what do they call it? The Moonlight Ride. The Anthem oh, Moonlight Ride. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my boss was like, I got a bike for you to ride, but you are not going to have any fun if you don't wear padded shorts. And I was like, what? And he gave me some, some loose ones, actually. Yeah. So like, it was like baggy, baggy padded shorts. Baggy on the outside. It's not baggy on the inside. That'd be weird. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like, okay. you know, like mountain bike. <laughs> yeah. Mountain biking. Like mountain biking. Yeah. 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 And uh, the first thing I could think was just like, and everybody gets this feeling, but like, I just like, feels like I have a loaded diaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, this is, this is not, this is not sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, actually for a while, I did not have any, I was like, um, you, you can keep your spandex to yourself. Mm-hmm. 
even working at the shop. And then uh, a little bit before I got my road bike, probably I started wearing started wearing spandex. Yeah. And uh, I got past that that yeah. ego pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, because it's it's weird. Like it's definitely weird. It's not in the. I mean, for some guy, maybe it's in their normal road wardrobe. Yeah. But yeah, it's not the. It's not the norm. No. Right. Why am I wearing this? It feels weird. Exactly. You know? um, Especially the loaded diaper part. Right. <laughs> um. Uh. At what point did you go shopping in your cycling kit? Shopping. Not like full like not like to, to the mall kind of thing, but like, but like you ran into the grocery store, like you finished your ride and you ran into the grocery store, oh, still oh, in oh, kit oh. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, not like you know going to Target. Well, I could have went to Target. I guess, yeah, yeah, but I like tar- yeah. Target would be one I'd go to. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure you're a cyclist at this point. Like if you, if you <laughs> go into the store in the kit, you're you're a cyclist, like. So I mean, like, I, I'm sure I've gone. Let's see. I've, I'm sure I've gone to like Food Lion. Normally, it's like a gas station or something. Yeah. Because I normally don't want to leave my bike like, right in yeah. my car that long. Yeah. But like, Food Lion, Walmart. Okay. Um, I've probably gone to Kroger. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. go to like Coles. I wouldn't be like. I no, I would. I wouldn't be in Coles. Like yeah. they'd probably be like, he's looking for something to wear right, right. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, in a, he's in a dire situation like that's all he's got um okay um um well you already shared like early memory of writing so I won't ask that um so you meet someone and I guess you do meet people that you work in the bike shop who yeah. are interested in getting into riding like what's the thing you share with these these people who come in and like I want to get into riding like what's the the biggest thing is what kind of riding they want to do Okay. Um, and, and it's kind of hard because a lot of times the, the first answer you get is, I don't know. So mm-hmm. yeah, you have to, you're going to have to kind of pull it out of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where do you want to ride? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be in your neighborhood? Are you going to Route 5? Because everybody loves the cap trail. Yeah. A lot of people say, I, I want to ride that, that trail that goes along Route 5. Yeah. Um, I've heard people say, I want to ride trails. That doesn't always mean they want to ride mountain bike trails. trails. So figuring out what kind of riding they want to do. um, The biggest thing I recommend is being comfortable, finding a bike you're comfortable on. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not comfortable, you're going to hate it. It sucks. You're not going to want to do it again. So people that come in, they want to get into riding. I'm not going to push you towards a you know, $2,000 bike unless mm-hmm. that's like all I have. And even then, I'll probably be like, let me call a different shop. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is getting something that you're going to enjoy and that's going to be good for the type of riding you're going to do. Yeah. So like on the cap trail, you can ride a mountain bike. Mm-hmm. You can ride a hybrid. I'm going to recommend a road bike. Mm-hmm. But that said, we're going to do what's comfortable with you first. I've had people that started off on hybrids and then later on they were like, I think I'm ready for a road bike. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because mm-hmm. it, overall, even getting into cycling, you're going to get to that point where you're going to figure out what you want to do. Whether, you know, you want to be the Capture Cruiser mm-hmm. or, you know, 
the guy that goes out to the the group ride and always has to sprint on everybody. You can yeah. you can be anywhere in between that, you know. But at a certain point, this from starting out, you're gonna have to figure out what your cycling journey is gonna be. Yeah. So my 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 goal is to just help you start the journey. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's probably that's it. Sounds like sound advice to figure out. What kind of riding you would like to do? Right? Exactly. Let's, let's try to accommodate that. Or who you're journey. riding with, too. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Um, hopefully, nobody's starting off with like a pro racer or something like that. I mean, yeah. A little bit, little bit more casual. Um, uh, but, um, Micah, uh, enjoy the conversation, man. <laughs> I appreciate you, you know, sharing your story, your experience of riding. Uh, I will definitely try to include you on some Zwift rides. Yes, uh, definitely. Now I know how awesome. much you love riding on a trainer and staying on it for hours. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we'll plan the rides at 6 a.m. It's a perfect That's... Ride. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Those are going to be the rides I don't go to. <laughs> You'll um, get a text and be like, sorry, I, I overslept. But you're already home. You're already home. You should roll, You can just sleep in the in the kit. I have overslept Zwift rides. Really? 100%. Yes. Dude, come on, man. I've overslept for a race before. It's sad. <laughs> I actually, I rarely plan a ride. That's It's only been a few times that I've actually done a ride on Zwift at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Outdoor rides, sure. But a ride on Zwift at 6 a.m. Yeah. It doesn't uh, sound fun to me at all. It's an interesting way to start the day, though. <laughs> um, but either way, um, I appreciate you, you your, your time, man. Um, and sharing your experience and your stories. Um, and uh, people might have questions about bike stuff. Um, you know, I'll, I'll direct them to you if they, they have questions, that kind of thing. Definitely. And uh, thank you for your time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you.